You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation Atlanta, and welcome to yet another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get the opportunity to share with you all the crazy voices in my head and what they say on a regular basis. And we have spent such a great deal of time getting so very intimate with each other, but in case you're new to the show, where the hell have you been? I am still the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. And before we get started today, I want to make sure I remind all you naughty little listeners out there that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is still growing by leaps and bounds every single day. We've got a brand new website, so make sure you've got it bookmarked, and make sure you're checking out all the fascinating and provocative shows on our website. Don't forget, we've got so much more great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure you're checking back daily, because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next. And... If you need a break from all that great talk radio out on Renegade, well then don't forget to check out Sky Pilot Radio, playing the best music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and featuring the real Don Steele and M.G. Kelly daily. Alright, well let's jump into today's topic, my little heathens, because I am ready to go. On today's episode of The World in My Eyes, I have yet another burr in my saddle. And I'm not sure if it's due to the upcoming holidays that are filling me with such homicidal rage, or if it's just society's general lack of manners that makes me want to take a baseball bat to people's heads. But since I'm in a mood, I figured I'd share it with all of you, my dear sweet listeners, because I think you might be feeling the mood as well. Now, I know last week we kind of talked about that sense of entitlement, And this week, well, the topic sort of builds on that one and adds in a dash of stupid with a cup full of narcissistic yelling and tops it all off with a big dollop of what the fuck were you thinking? So I'm going to start my little tirade by talking about call centers. Now, I know many of you out there are immediately going to say, oh my fucking God, I hate call centers. Or maybe... People who work at call centers are so fucking stupid. Well, I'm here to tell you that before you go off on that call center person that you think may be in another country or maybe isn't as quick as you would like them to be, there's a couple of things that I want to get straight with you first. First and foremost, call center employees are very aware of just how long someone has been on hold. So your constant reminder and smart-ass attitude that you've been on hold for about a microsecond doesn't make anybody want to help you any faster. And by the way, the reason that you've been on hold isn't because there aren't enough people answering the phone. It's because people, just like you, have called in for something and they're not prepared for the call, or they just want to yell at somebody for something, or they have some unreasonable demand and they're just not going to hang up until they get their sacrificial chicken, three souls for Satan, and a promise of something for free. Fuck you. Call center personnel are not your personal punching bags, so just fucking stop it. 
They know you've been holding and truthfully, they want to get you off the phone just as quickly as you want to be off that phone. So stop wasting time whining about how long you've been holding. Guess what? They know. They're absolute, there is absolutely nothing that they can do about it. And crying about it to somebody who has absolutely no control over it just makes that person feel like shit. And it makes you even angrier. So guess what? Just stop it. Two, if you're calling into a call center and you're calling for your account information or for something about your account, have your fucking account number. Don't expect somebody to look it up for you. Don't call when you're driving. Don't call when you only have a minute. Take the time to locate your fucking account number and have it ready to go when your call is answered. And if you have never, ever called into a call center, then you're going to be excused from this one. But number three, know that every single call center requires their personnel to verify some information before they can do anything on your account. You know this. This isn't your first rodeo, and it's not the first time that you've ever used a phone, ever. So let the person verify the information that they need to verify before you start your little tirade of information. Let them do their jobs. Number four is going to be for the irate and angry people out there. Yes, something didn't go your way. Or maybe you didn't get what you wanted when you wanted it. That is no reason to call a perfect stranger and call them names or yell at them or even threaten them. First off, if you call somebody a name, they're going to hang up on you. Second, if you yell incessantly, it's considered abuse. And guess what? They're going to hang up on you. Third, if you threaten somebody over the phone, that's right, boys and girls, you guessed it. They're going to hang up on you. Think of your problem this way before you pick up a phone. How would you address somebody face-to-face with your particular problem? Now, how would you face somebody in your office if they had your problem? I'm going to bet every dollar that I have that you would never allow somebody to speak to you in that manner. So don't speak to a call center person in that manner either. BTWs, if you threaten somebody, some people actually know that it's a federal crime to do so over the telephone. And they will have your stupid hillbilly, no-class, dumbfuck ass arrested. Want to take a wild guess who? Me. That's who. Number five. Know before you place your call that you will not get what you want. Seriously. Understand that the people on the front line to your machete mouth have little to no ability of giving you what you want. Oh, and by the way, before you jump to that conclusion, asking for a supervisor all the time is a sure way to never get what you want. Nine times out of the ten, the supervisor that you're speaking to is nothing more than a representative that has maybe a few months tenure and they can't give you anything either. And you should really stop and think about how reasonable your request actually is. If someone asked you for what you're wanting, would you be inclined to give it to them? Most often, 
credits, and concessions come out of a call center personnel's paycheck? So the answer is always going to be no. And if you're rude to boot, it's usually fuck no and go fuck yourself. Number six, one of my personal favors, criers. That's going to be a great big nope, nope, nope. If you cry, it only makes me roll my eyes and think that you're trying to manipulate me. I'm with the men on this one, people. Stop crying. If you're that upset, then guess what? You shouldn't be on the phone anyways. You should take the time to calm the fuck down and collect your thoughts. And then, and only then, you should call. Number seven, cursing and name-calling. Well, I kind of covered the name-calling, but to be sure, let me put it to you in this manner. If I came into your office and said, Hey, you stupid fucking idiot, get me some coffee and I want the $20 out of your wallet. Would you be inclined to, to be nice to me and give me what I want and do so politely? I'm guessing probably not. So why is it that when you call into a call center, you think it's okay for you to call representatives the following? Cow, idiot, stupid, bitch, uneducated lackey, rude, ignorant, and so on and so forth. See, many of the people working in call centers get their attitude from you. So if you think someone's being rude to you, you might want to stop and look at how you're acting towards them. I'm betting that you're being the sweat on a ball sack to them and expecting them to treat you like you're some kind of king or queen. Now, for cursing, know this. For some people, it doesn't offend. For some people, it does. But bottom line, it's unprofessional. And you don't expect a customer service person to do it to you, so you shouldn't do it to them either. And I guess that's what I'm getting at with all this unprofessionalism. See, ultimately, this is a business that you're calling, and you should show the same professionalism you expect from that representative to them. You would expect it in your place of business, so show it when you're visiting someone else's place of business. Stop acting like you're the only person on the face of the planet that has a problem, because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Want to know how to get really fabulous customer service? I'm going to tell you. Be polite. And be nice, especially to the people that want to help you. Know that they're not the ones that make the rules, but they are the ones that have to enforce them. Know that they have a job to do, and if you let them do their job, they're going to be more apt to help you to get what you need and help you get it done. Remember, you don't deserve a new whatever you simply are calling about simply because you think you do. If you always treat people like they might spit in your food, guess what? You might never get spit on. Now that I have that off my ample chest, and because we're coming up on the Christmas holiday, I think it's time that we talk about Christmas shopping. And where does shopping start? It starts in the parking lots. So let's talk about the seven deadly sins of the holiday parking lot. Now, no matter what your opinion is on shopping, there's one thing that we can all agree on, the parking lot. And it is a paved hell, or in my opinion, a paved road to hell. But it should be simple. Park your car, get out, do your business, and get the fuck out. But there's always a few, few of you out there who like to ruin it for everybody else. And for them, we have the seven deadly sins, parking lot edition.
and we're going to start with my friend Lust. Ah, Lust. Lusting after that closer parking spot that turns so many people into parking spot lurkers. They become so overcome with the desire for that front parking spot that they will drive endlessly until one becomes open. Well, the logic that they employ seems to make some sense. A closer spot is more desirable than a farther one, right? It's troubling when it comes to some of their actions. Especially when it's dark out, and maybe you're a woman, being followed by a car that's creeping slowly behind you. It's safe to assume that you're not sightseeing, and it's hard not to feel as if you're about to become a special on Dateline. And hell hath no fury like a parking spot lurker if you happen to forget where you've parked your car and you have to cut across the lane to find your car. They will think that this is an intentional slight on your part. They'll speed past you with that look of disgust, flip you the state bird, and be forced to park in a spot that's a full ten feet away. Oh, I'm crying you a river. Let's talk about envy. When lust gets overtaken by blinding envy, you are presented with this parking spot rusher. Yeah, this driver is so envious of your spot that they don't patiently keep a safe distance back, turn their blinker on, and wait patiently. No, along with blocking other people from being able to pass, they will keep creeping up closer and closer, all the time rolling their eyes and sighing loud enough that you can hear it through two layers of car window glass. This just in. The person in the parking spot cares more about trying to load their purchases into the trunk of their car before trying to strap their poor, tired, and cranky kid into that car seat than finding you a suitable spot. So unless you're going to get out and help them load the car, keep the fuck back! And now we talk about gluttony. Oh, yes, the gluttons. There are certain people out there who feel themselves to be above the laws of parking space lines. And they decide to take up two, three, and even four spots. They presumably feel that their vehicle is so pristine and important that the thought of the unwashed masses even coming near their vehicle can't even be entertained. No, 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 we must not think of that. Guess what? You're not a special fucking snowflake. You need to color inside the lines and stop hogging up all the spaces. Now, if any of you out there happen to come across one of these special little snowflake people, then by all means, surround their vehicle with every stray shopping cart that you can find. And that brings us to greed. Oh yes, greed. When envy and lust can cause people to act out in pursuit of a prime parking spot location... It's also up to the person who is parked there not to let the position of power to go to their head. When walking in a parking lot, it's important that you make your intentions clear. If you're leaving and sense that you have a parking lot stalker, a simple nod at your car will suffice to alert them that yes, indeed, you will be leaving. If you're going to go back into the store, then shake your head so they can journey down the lot and stalk somebody else instead of making the rest of us wait. And then there's the sloth. Oh, yes. People, shopping carts have a home. 
The carts like to go to their home, and it is clearly marked, and not hidden in some parallel world or cart corral cave that's accessible only through a series of security measures and secret handshakes. Now, I'm going to give a pass to parents that have... They have to do their shopping and they have their youngsters in tow. They get a pass as long as you make an effort to try to put the cart where it's not going to be obstructed by somebody else's ability. It's not going to make somebody else not be able to park. You get a pass. But for everybody else, laziness is not an excuse. A shopping cart left to run amok could cause damage and injury. Not to mention those abandoned and empty spots will inevitably cause somebody to pull halfway into the parking lot and then have to angrily back out, pissing off everybody waiting behind them. Nobody wins at that game, so just don't do it. And with that, we're going to talk about wrath. How many times have you been driving through a parking lot when out of nowhere some lunatic comes speeding at you from the opposite direction, completely ignoring the yellow lines and arrows that are painted on the grounds and maybe semi-trucks that are parked nearby and nearly causes a head-on collision. Newsflash, just because you're pissed that your wife sent you back to the store for tampons doesn't mean that the rules of the road don't exist when a trip to Costco is involved. Follow the yellow brick road, motherfucker. The arrows are there for a reason. And let's talk about pride. Ah, yes. They say pride comes before the fall. And this applies to pedestrians. Walking down the middle of the motherfucking lane as if they have some superhuman pedestrian power that can override people in their cars trying to get past them or around them. Listen here, pedestrians. Pick a side, any side, and nobody has to get hurt. If you're walking down the middle of the aisle questioning your existence, I will need a new hood ornament. Note. All right, listeners, we're just getting started. And before I get too far into it, we do need to take a moment to visit our sponsors and check out maybe a little bit of music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. I am still Naughty Nicole. And this is Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. So let's go change into our big boy pants and meet me back here after the break. Hello, Renegade Nation. It's Naughty Nicole here from Big Trouble in Little Vagina. And I have something very special to talk to you about. Are you lonely? Do you want somebody that you can hang out with? Maybe some friends with benefits? Maybe a little lover that you could take in the evening? Or maybe you're more interested in a serious girlfriend or boyfriend? Maybe even marriage? Nah, no, nobody's interested in that. Maybe you're just looking for somebody that you can hang out with and have a good time with and somebody who thinks the way you do or talks the way that you do and you're tired of all those dating sites out there. Well, let me tell you, it is my great pleasure to introduce to you RenegadeMatch.com. That's right, Renegade Nation We've got a whole new dating website made just for the renegade in you to help you find that other half of the perfect life. Check out RenegadeMatch.com now. And welcome back, Renegade Nation! 
If you're just tuning in, well, this is still the world in my eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole, and today we've been talking about all the selfish and bad behavior that we all do and experience, and with the holidays around the corner, maybe we can try and fix some of them. Now, I'm a single gal, and I admit that I rush in and out of stores running my personal errands, but there is one personal pet peeve that I have And I want to share it with you, my darlings, now. And since I have your attention, I'm hoping you have some fun with this. And we're going to call this segment, Should You Use the Self-Checkout Lane? There are many things that I can't stay silent about, but this one in particular tops the list. It's the Self-Checkout Lane. What should be an easy process, you know, get in line, scan, pay, leave, is complicated by the fact that A, machines are machines, and B, most people are not, in fact, smarter than the machine and make me question the entire theory of evolution. So, because I like to be helpful, I have compiled a simple list of questions that will help you determine whether you should be using the self-checkout lane. First and foremost, can you count to 12? First of all, I'm referring to the express self-checkout lanes. The sign does say 12 items or less. It does not say everything that you can stick in that small-ass fucking cart that you chose instead of a regular-sized cart. And it does not refer to the number of item types, but the actual item count. For example... 35 cans of soup that took you 15 minutes to pick out does not count as a single item. You're not a special snowflake. If everybody ignored this rule, it would just be a regular line. So, in conclusion, if you cannot count to 12, or you can't differentiate between individual items and groups of items, go to the regular checkout lane. Question number two. Can you form a straight line? Now, in many cases, there are two sets of checkouts, usually three or four on each side. This does not mean that a line forms behind each and every one of them. No, there is one line. Hear me? One line that forms in the middle behind the two rows of machines. And this is very important. If you're the first person in line, do not stand 8 million feet away from the middle of the two sides of the checkouts and block the rest of the floor for all the other shoppers, causing that stupid line to snake all the way back into the produce section. There is one motherfucking line. It's a couple of feet back from the registers. It's not complicated, people. If you can't follow that, go to the regular checkout line. Number three. Can you find the barcode on a product or match a picture on the screen to your product? In order to scan an item, you have to scan the barcode. Find the barcode, scan it, and move on with your motherfucking life. If there is no barcode, as is often the case with produce, they do provide a menu on the screen that looks like a children's matching game. See the banana? Press the banana button. Yay! Look at you! You're doing it! If you can't find the picture, move to the regular checkout lane. Number four. 
Can you put items into a bag? Now, you must place your scanned item into the bag. If you actually remembered to not only bring your reusable bags from home, and also remembered to bring them into the store, show off, use it and bypass trying to open the plastic bags that are provided, which, by the way, is probably a good idea. Either way, place the item in a bag. That's it. If you put it back into your small-ass cart, there's going to be a voice that's going to yell at you that the item has been removed. If you place it there before you scan it, it will yell that there is an unexpected item in bagging area. It's all about the timing, people. Scan, place in bag, proceed. If you can't follow simple instructions, go to the regular checkout lane. Number five, can you flatten money to insert it into the slot? The voice coming out of the machine gives you two clear options. Swipe your card on the pin pad or insert cash. That's it. That's what it's telling you to do. They're actually telling you what to do. Don't act surprised and look around. Don't pull out a wad of crumpled bills that you got in your G-string and expect them to be acceptable. And for God's sakes, don't ask if you could write a fucking check. You always have to pay for your groceries. Swipe, insert bills, get a gold star. And seriously, a check? Seriously, a fucking check. I may kill you. I seriously, I might kill you. If you can't follow those instructions and you've got money that's crumpled up from your G-strings, go to the regular checkout lane. Number six. Can you move along when you're done? If there's a long line behind you, don't stand there when you're done and read your fucking receipt and that 300 extra pounds of paper that gets pumped out of the printer like it's some kind of fucking treasure map. There's nothing on that paper that is so important that you need to throw on the brakes and cause a backup. Shuffle up a few feet and by all means, Feel free to make a day out of your perusal. We don't give a fucking care. Just don't block the now vacant machine. Just keep moving along. There's nothing to see here, buddy. All right, so I think I've summed it up for you. Now, if you answered no to any of my questions, reflect a bit on your limits, swallow your pride, and proceed to the nearest employee-manned checkout. Seriously, don't try to be a fucking hero. All right. Now that I've vented my personal frustrations, let's have a little fun. And I'll share an email that somebody sent to me that cracked me the fuck up. And it's entitled, 15 Reasons Not to Take Him Shopping With You. It made me laugh, and I hope it makes you laugh as well. Because I'm going to share it with you, my lovelies. Begin email. After I retired, my wife insisted that I accompany her on a shopping trip to Target. Unfortunately, like most men, I find shopping boring and preferred to get in and get out. Huh, men like to get in and get out. That's funny. Equally unfortunate, my wife is like most women, and she loves shopping. Yesterday, my dear wife received the following letter from the local Target store. Dear Mrs. Samuel, Over the past six months, your husband has caused quite a commotion in our store. We cannot tolerate this behavior and have been forced to ban both of you from our store. 
Our complaints against your husband, Mr. Samuel, are listed below and your shopping escapades are documented by our video surveillance cameras. On June 15th, your husband took 24 boxes of condoms and randomly put them in other people's carts when they weren't looking. On July 2nd, he set all the alarm clocks and housewares to go off at five-minute intervals. On July 7th, he made a trail of tomato juice on the floor leading to the women's restroom. On July 19th, he walked up to an employee and told her in an official voice, Code 3 in housewares. Get on it right away. This caused the employee to leave her assigned station and receive a reprimand from her supervisor that in turn resulted with a union grievance causing management to lose time and costing the company money. August 4th, went to the service desk and tried to put a bag of M&Ms on layaway. August 14th, moved a caution wet floor sign to a carpeted area. August 15th, set up a tent in the camping department and told the children shoppers he'd invite them in if they would bring pillows and blankets from the bedding department, to which 20 children obliged. August 23rd, when a clerk asked if they could help him, he began crying and screamed, Why can't you people just leave me alone? EMTs were called. September 4th, looked right into the security camera and used it as a mirror while he picked his nose. September 10th, while handling guns in the hunting department, he asked the clerk where the antidepressants were. October 3rd, darted around the store suspiciously while loudly humming the Mission Impossible theme. October 6th, in the auto department, he practiced his Madonna look by using different sizes of funnels. October 18th, hid in a clothing rack and when people browsed through, yelled, Pick me! Pick me! October 21st, when an announcement came over the loudspeaker, he assumed a fetal position and screamed, Oh no! It's the voices again! And last but not least, on October 23rd, went into a fitting room, shut the door, waited a while, then yelled very loudly, Hey! There's no toilet paper in here! One of the clerks passed out. I don't know about you, but I totally want to shop with this guy. (laughs) And with that, we've come to yet the end of another episode. And I thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you had a very fulfilling time. And remember, I would always love to hear from you. You can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media, that's available now on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. Well, that's our time for today, and I do want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. Don't forget to tune in next time. We'll have more fun. Until then, remember for those of us in customer service, the customer's not always right. Sometimes the customer is just an asshole. See you next time, my precious little heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.